chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple area. Hosanna to the son of David. They were, in, 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 they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Jesus replied. Yes, Jesus replied. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants you have ordained perfect praise? I want to say something to us that um, the story of the life of Jesus Christ, if you read it in context and application to your recent life, you will discover that everything your life and my life is, is spoken about. Children have a great role to play, to play in the praise of God. And the voice of children are heard on high. So if you are parents, if you fail to teach your children praise, you have failed before God. If you are a parent who just sleep and wake up and disappear at home, and you profess to know the Lord, and you have not educated your children to pray, to read the Bible, to seek the face of God, and to worship Him, you have failed. I believe that some people may not be allowed to enter heaven because they deprive the children. That's why Jesus said, let the, children, the little children come unto me, suffer them not, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I want to say to those of you who are teachers of children, in Christ the Tabernacle, this part of our structure, I will be testing those who teach my children. And what I will be doing is that on Sundays I will come to you and have a meeting with the teachers and drill you on what you are about to teach. You will tell me from your mind everything you want to teach without opening the book. And you will tell me the scriptures you want to teach them. And you will tell me the message you want to communicate through those scriptures. So those of you who are teachers of children, get yourself ready for such times. Because anyone who will teach the children must be accurate in knowledge. Not only that, you must not just uh, teach what you read and papers you are given. You must have studied it and received revelation from it. So that what you communicate to the children are impact. And whenever we have um, festivity, Christian festivity, the children of the, uh, the teachers of the children must make sure what you teach the children is in line with the festivity. Now, let me say something to you in teaching children. To teach children is not to read the Bible to them. No teacher is allowed to read the Bible to children. You can say that we want to study Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. But those children must read the Bible themselves. You must never read the Bible to the kids. You will allow one to read one verse, another to read, and another to read, and another to read. Because if they are used to reading, when it comes to reading, they will come out to read. And you will allow them also to tell you what they learned from it. Haven't they told you what they, were, they, were, they learned from it by their normal knowledge before you now share with them what you have written and what you are sharing with them should just be the summary of their contribution. You will be amazed at the insight 
that those children have, even greater than some of the things that have been written in the papers to teach them. And this will help those children to be active in the knowledge of the Word of God and in the communication of the Word of God. Children should not be seen like many people do. They think children do not have the knowledge of the adults. You may be shocked that their brain is sharper than many adults. And you must not treat them like anyone less than you are treating the adults. So Jesus said it is prophetic for children to praise him. But if you look at the whole story, this is the seven days before the death. And Jesus began the story by talking about, the Bible talks about that when they were approaching Jerusalem, you know, Jesus told them and said, go to the next village ahead of you and you will see two donkeys tied. I love the, the, the uh, you know, both record of um, Matthew and um, Luke in this issue, this very story. And it says, you will see the donkeys tied, two donkeys tied. Luke says that have never been ridden. Let me say something to you here. Jesus was about to go to Jerusalem. And the activity that he was engaging himself in Jerusalem was the celebration of Christ himself. It's similar to Jesus' coming again. When he will appear in the sky with the whole, with the whole host of his heavenly angels. Now, the mandate he has given to those who are his disciples at that time was that there are some donkeys that have been tied that have never been ridden. And he gave them commission to untie them. And if you look at it, it says, when you are untying them, the one who had claimed ownership over this donkey from birth, the one who owned them, will say, why do you untie this donkey? And Jesus said, you have only one word, quote me, and the donkey shall be untied. So also today, Jesus is coming so that now you think, he has mandated everyone who profess to know him. If you think you are a Christian and you are convinced you are a Christian, you have one mandate only. To go into all the world and untie the donkey. The donkey are people who have not known Jesus Christ. Because anyone born is born under the control of Lucifer. The Bible says, for all have sinned. And falling short of the glory of God. Romans 3. Uh, 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 uh. You guys, are you looking at me? All have sinned and falling short of the glory of God. What is it? What is the next scripture? What does it say? For the wages of sin is death. Why are you looking at me like that? Somebody has been praying that, Lord, don't let Apostle leave his, his uh, altar. I will. <laughs> that prayer will not be answered today. Hallelujah. <laughs> A believer must know some basic scriptures. The scriptures that give you the sonship. So therefore, why are you and I likened to the donkey? Since we are born, the, the psalmist says, in sin was I conceived. We, since we are born, we are under the influence of Satan. Ephesians chapter... Hey! Choir, Ephesians chapter what? When you were... The whole of this... When we were Gentile, we were under the control of Satan and the powers of the air. Rulers of the air. 
All of you join the intercessors. Here, which scripture says that here? All of you join intercessors here, from here to here. The scripture that says that while we were in the world, we were under the influence of Satan and the powers of the air. Chapter 2, what? Eh? All of you joint assessors, yes? Uh-huh. You are going to head intercessors. <laughs> Hallelujah. While we were dead in our transgressions and trespasses, we were under the ruler of this, air, this world, the prince of the air. The reason why people sin is because Satan is the one who ruled our life from birth. Because we, we inherited sin from Adam. So are the donkey. We are tied. The things we want to do are not what we do. We walked, we did things according to the influence of Satan. Okay? Sometimes we do good, of course. But most times we are brute. We just do things because our instinct says that's okay for us. And so we did many things that gave us problems in the future. And it's just like the donkey tied. You know the donkey tied? The one who tied him decides what he does. His limits, his boundaries, what he can eat, when he can eat. Satan was our controller. So anyone who is in the world today is like the donkey. No matter how much you do for them, they cannot be free from their master, who is the devil. And Jesus sent them to go and untie the donkeys. So he has sent you and I to go and untie the people in the world. Listen to me. That's why a Christian cannot do what non-Christians can do. Believe what I tell you. You are sent to be the light in the midst of darkness. You are sent to be the salt in the midst of sourness. You are the honey to bitterness. You are the direction to the confused. You can do it. Why? Because the light lives in you. Jesus would not have sent the twelve to go and untie the donkey if they cannot untie the donkey. Really, I was amazed when I was exploring to these that the owner of the donkey, could we say he was foolish? When somebody came to to take your donkey without your permission, and you challenge him, and he said the word, and you were demobilized, demobilized, and you couldn't act any further. He wasn't stupid. Understand? But the word that was given to the disciple is the authority that created him. And no one can contend with his maker. No matter how long a man has been bound by hell, your word will set him free. No matter how many devils claim ownership on a human being, no matter how many ancestors have sold their generations to the devil, when you speak out of your lips, instantly, that power will lose hold of that person. But how can they be free unless somebody goes and untie them? That's why you were saved. Let me say something to you. I was listening to my teaching tape of the first day of the anniversary today. (laughs) And I was so glad. I will play the tape to you all. 
<laughs> Listen to me. In that tape I was talking about, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail. Why can Satan not prevail against you? It's because of the one who built you. And I was trying to help Christians to understand many Christians who are afraid of voodoo and all those stuff. That I can't understand how a person can claim to be a Christian and he's afraid of Satan. I can't understand. I cannot believe that it, the two can be the same. It's either you are born again and you are not afraid of the devil or you are afraid of the devil because you are not born again. <laughs> are we together? Well, maybe let me have a gray, gray area. A middle line that maybe you are you are on you are ill informed. You are born again, but you are ill informed. The reason why you can untie the donkey is because you have the word of He who created the slave master over the donkey. He says to Pharaoh, "Let my people go, that they may serve me." And Moses said to him, "If Pharaoh will ask me, who is that God and what is your name?" He said, "Tell Pharaoh, I am has sent you." I am has sent you. I am answers every question. Now, if Jesus sent them to untie the donkey while he was going to Jerusalem, and he has sent you and I to untie the donkeys right now, how many donkeys this year have you untied? How many people have you led to Christ? In your reasoning for next month, as you're entering the month of April, have you considered how many souls should be untied through your lips? Have you thought about some of your friends who are not born again, who are waiting for you to just tell them about Jesus? What about your family members? We have a divine mandate to untie the donkey. We have the absolute authority to override the one who banned the donkeys, who is Lucifer. Now, another thing in that story is this. When they untied the donkey, the donkey came. That is you and I now, free. The sons ever set you free? Very indeed. Now, when the donkey was untied, you know there were two donkeys. But Jesus rode on one, isn't it? Did you ask yourself ever what happened to the second one? Listen to me. When the donkey was untied, you know donkeys are very dirty. Those of you who are born in England, you are baked in England, you grew up in England, you are sealed and self-delivered in England, you don't know what I'm talking about, donkey. The donkey you used to see are the donkey in High Park. High Park corner. Those ones are not donkeys. <laughs> Hallelujah. Donkeys are dirty. Donkeys are stubborn. Really? They are the most stubborn animal. Donkeys are so powerful. A donkey, a trailer smashed into a donkey and the trailer smashed to pieces. A big trailer. To one donkey. You can put so much load on donkeys. And they will just lie like that. Once the owners kick, then they start moving. But when the donkey decides not to move, shoot him, bomb him, he will remain in the same place. <laughs> Alright. Now, because donkey is such a stubborn animal, but when they brought him to Jesus Christ, he surrendered to Jesus. How much of your past are you still holding on? Do you know that that donkey, because he surrendered to Jesus, people took uh, beautiful garments and costly apparel, their best clothes, and they put on the donkey. Okay? They washed the donkey, of course. 
cleanse the donkey. Put their best clothes on the donkey. And then the donkey started walking, and people said, oh, this donkey is a special one. They put their best clothes on the floor for, that the donkey must not put his foot on the ground anymore. So the donkey began to walk on costly apparel. Okay? And they began to sing. Okay? As they were singing and praising the donkey, and they were dancing and rolling on the floor. Okay? Who were they praising? The one that rides on the donkey. But who was being honored? The donkey. And they were praising the one that rides on the donkey. That donkey is no more a donkey. From the day Jesus started riding on that donkey, that donkey to man is superior to those who were, who were praising the, the, the one riding on the donkey. Because their best clothes they put on the floor for the donkey. Their best clothes they gave and, and adored the donkey. This is how comfortable the life of a man can be if you can allow Jesus to ride over you. Many Christians call him Lord. But yet, he does not ride over them. They were like the second donkey. Never honored. His name is never heard anymore. But for the one among the two that he rode on, he did not, those donkeys don't need to beg. He does not lack clothing. If that donkey wanted food, people would give that donkey the best of their food. If that donkey wanted money, people would rush to bless that donkey. If that donkey needed any, any, anything, that donkey doesn't have to suffer. Because what? Somebody is on that donkey riding on him. That is how easy the life of a man can be when you totally submit your will to Jesus Christ. I tell you the divine truth. What man struggle over, you're glad over it. As we learn that we have to untie donkeys, we also learn how we could submit to the rider. Another story in that very brief story says, when Jesus came into the temple, the children said he saw people who were buying and selling. He came into the temple, he saw people who were buying and selling. And he says he overturned the table of the money changers and the benches of with their selling dove bazaar. The house of God is not a place for a man to make profits for himself. Let me say something to you. There are people who come to the church to do business. As it was in the beginning, so it is. Jesus turned upside down the tables of money changers. If you are a business person, let me say this to you. And God is blessing the business. The greatest mistake you can do is to bring that business to be sold in the church for yourself. It will contaminate what you have been selling. Because when you come to the house of God, you don't come to sell and to buy. Maybe. Even what you will sell, you will put it into the church. Okay? Then that is not your own selling. 
you are contributing to the advancement of the gospel. But if you come to the church to make profit for yourself, beginning from the pulpit to the pew, the principle remains. He turns upside down the table of monitoring. Because he said, my house shall be called the house of what? Prayer. When you come to church, you know, we have restructured ourselves and tried to help ourselves that the house of God should be a house of tranquility. It says, the Lord is in his holy temple, let all the earth keep what? Keep silent. When you come into the church, you don't have to be, hey, hello, how are you? Ah, look at your face. The church is not for that. You are in the presence of the Holy One. You don't go to shrine and behave like that. They will teach you a lesson. If you don't go to the shrine of devils and behave like that, reverence the presence of God. That's the reason why we now say when you finish praying, we want you to have 10 minutes reflecting in your spirit. Preparing yourself to receive the Lord. It should be 10 minutes of meditation. It should be 10 minutes of somebody by his head and praying alone. Nobody is leading you now to pray. We need to recognize the church of God is not a place that children run about. And parents, they finish, they just do whatever they like. Why children are jumping from one place to the other? That is not the house of God. If your children jump about in your sitting room, some of you will give them cane. Isn't it? Because they will soon break the glass that you are adoring. Hmm? More than that is the household of faith. The house of God must be reverenced. And this is the revelation from the story of Jesus sending the people out. He didn't send them out because they were selling, but because they were selling and buying in the house of God. They've turned the house of God to the place of selfish gain. When you become a pastor, don't do what I don't do. Before you preach. Yes, church, I want to tell you something. That this tape, the divine power of God, is the best of the tape I have done. Okay? No message. This is the best of the message. It will cost you 10 pounds. Make sure you get it, everybody. And then, this other tape. I had it by divine encounter. It will cost you five pounds. And 15 minutes of the message time is selling my tapes and my books. It is buying and selling. Or some even have gone way wire to the place whereby they will take the tape and they throw it to the people. You know what that means? You have been relegated from a human being. Okay? It is dog you throw food to. Don't practice it. The house of God must not be the house you buy and you sell. Not the den of robbers. But finally, he says, my house shall be called what? Say it loud. One more time. One more time. Say it again. What group was in prayer this week? Let me hear it loud now. It means that none of you came. What group was in prayer this last week that ended on Friday? Group 3, stand up.
All the leaders of Group 3 standard. Leaders. All right. All the members of Group 3 stand up. <coughs> members of Group 3. I gave you the, the, you wrote your names last week, isn't it? Who said that? Who said no? Who wrote the names of group three? Have you sent it to my email? You should have. So when you leave right now, you will go to, don't collate. What are you collating? Don't collate anything there. Go to Dickness Rose when you close now. And give him, give out the list. They can ask Rose. All those who wrote the names, they will follow you up when you close the service. All the names you wrote last week, they will follow you. You take them up and put it in your spreadsheet. Okay, let's take a seat. Whenever I give you instruction to write names, what I what you must do is that you who I give the instruction do your own job. Forget about others, because. When I instruct someone from the second service, that person is responsible for it. You are not. And they are not for you. So that we get the names immediately. And I should have names in my email within 24 hours. Once you have collected names, 24 hours, it must be in my email. Group. Group. Is that group three? Group four. If you are in group four, stand up, please. Prayer group four. If last Sunday you were put in group four, everybody, but we have been there and or you joined them last Sunday. Who was who was to write the names last Sunday? Where's Pastor Nike? Okay, please be seated. Group one. Where is group one? Please stand up. Group one prayer group. Alright? Please be seated. Who wants to write the names? You, so, have you said it? So, you joined uh, the Kines, uh, uh Alice. Group 2. Prayer group 2. Who wrote your names? So, you haven't sent it? So, you, say, you, you do it after the service. Please, let me see it. How many of you are in Apostles' group? Stand up. Let's stand up. Why are you looking at me like that? Anybody who didn't stand up before? Uh-uh. Oh boy. Arise, Joe. Pray for all these your sins. These are the donkeys you have untied. And you said if the son therefore make you free. You are free indeed. We are free indeed in you. So I pray for them, Lord, that the Spirit of Christ will saturate their hearts. Any decision taken by any one of them that is not in line with your will, I cancel that decision. In the name of Jesus Christ. That decision will not prosper. I can't hear your amen. If there are decisions that they should take that will bring them to glory, but they have, it has not entered into their spirits. Father, I pray that they receive the revelation of it. Those who are crying in silence, in this meeting, Father, I ask that you will attend to their cry. 
Instead of cry, give them laughter. Lord, what makes them cry today will not enter the month of April. There will be a visible change. And Lord, I pray for those who are struggling with one success or the other. You said I will make you head and not tail. Lift them from where they are. As we enter the month of April, raise them to the pinnacle of the world. My God and my King, if anybody came here with a mark of sickness, infirmity, I command you to depart. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, they are made whole. The Bible says he sent his word and he healed his people and delivered them from all their shame. You are healed in the name of Jesus. You are delivered by the power of the Most High. Everything that has been dead in you, in the month of April, they shall resurrect. Everything that has been put to death by the devil in your house, in your life, your love life that has been killed, those of you who have been married for years, and you are coexisting now, I command life back into that area of your life. Your love for the Lord Jesus that was boiling. Now the devil has poured cold water over it. I command the fire of the Holy Spirit into it again. Yes, the fig tree shall blossom. I say your fig tree begins to blossom. And the glory of Lebanon shall be yours. This we ask and thank you, Father. I declare promotion in the month of April. I declare increase in the month of April. I declare blessing in the month of April. I declare provision in the month of April. It will all happen in this house in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying.